What's going on, everybody? Welcome and thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Brown Guy Podcast Network. Today on the show, we have Josh co-hosting yet again, and we also have as our special guest, AP the Angel. AP is a photographer, videographer, a New York legend, even though he's not from New York, a half-court shot maker at Madison Square Garden. Uh, yeah, just listen to the episode. All right, enjoy. Peace. Yo, so today on the podcast, we have Josh co-hosting yet again, making his like ninth appearance on the podcast or something like that. And we have we have AP. AP, say what's good to the people, man. How you doing? Hello, everybody. How are we today? Happy non-4th of July. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm great. I'm great today. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm great. I'm ready to, to talk. And yeah. All right. Word. Let's okay. get right into it. Josh, you take over, yeah. bro. Hey guys, if you didn't know me, Josh again. I've been been on this podcast many times. And yeah, let's uh get right into it. Oh, should I so, introduce myself? Oh no, I yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, I was like, damn, I don't I didn't know if that's what, like what I, yo, obviously I'm AP. AP the Angel is my handle. Uh photographer based in New York City, uh videographer as well. I do some other things on the side to make money, like manage Airbnbs. That's the boring part of my life. Nobody cares about that shit. But yeah, that's it. Photographer in New York City. Um, avid shit talker. That's about it. <laughs> avid right. Twitter user as well. I see you on Twitter every single day. That's a fact. I am on Twitter. <laughs> shout out to the, that's a fact. Shout out to the glizzies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into the story of uh, AP, the person and the artist. So, can you kind of run us through? Because you're you're you you're not an, a New York native, right? You you moved here from somewhere else. I've just been in for, in New York for a while, but like basically, um, I've been like raised a lot of places. Like uh, my mom's from St. Louis, my dad's from Chicago, so I was for the majority of my life raised in like St. Louis and Chicago, but like I moved to Michigan when I was in high school, spent the rest of my life in Michigan, uh, went to college in Western Michigan university, dropped out of school. And then I moved to New York, like kind of on like accident. Mm. How so? Um, my uncle had a baby, um, him and the wife had post, well, the wife had postpartum depression. They got into like a little bit of like a disagreement. My grandma came to take the baby while they handled their differences. I had to fly the baby back while I was visiting my grandma in St. Louis. So she's like, you want to go to New York? And I'm like, yeah, I've never been to New York. Sure. Why not? Um, come to New York. My uncle had went to court, you know, long story short, bad things happened. Lost a kid to the kid to mom. He wanted to go drink his sorrows out, so he went to a bar. This is my first time in New York still, so I'm like, wow, this is a lot to handle right now. <laughs> we went to a bar, and I got really drunk, and I met this guy, and apparently he, like, gave me a job while I was blackout drunk, so I wake up in the morning, and my uncle's like, yeah, are you going to, like, go to work? And I was like, go to work? Like, I got to go to school. I still, I'm still in school. He's like, no, some guy gave you a job. I think, like, New York is the place for you. I think you're meant to be here, and I was like... All right, sure. I guess I'm going to go work for this fucking guy I met last night. So I, I worked at this place called Smithfield Hall, helping, like, construct the, the bar and, like, helping them with, like, interior design here and there or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, made, like, $500 a week. It was mad, like, shitty and cold. But then, yeah, that's the beginning of my New York, and I've been here for seven years. 
Wow. All off of one drunk at night. So, yeah, yeah. that's how New York is, man. That's the beauty of New York. Sometimes you get drunk and good shit happens to you. <laughs> First time here. So, yeah, seven years later, I've met a lot of wonderful people along the way, but that's how I got here. So, yeah. Dope. Dope. Bro, how, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 21 times seven. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm on my seventh, 20, I'm 28 years old, but I feel like oh, I'm, word, okay. I feel like I'm 21 still, you know? Yeah, word, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I'd, I'd believe you, man. I'm 21, and I'd believe you with the energy you have. For you sure, know, it's all it's all in your mind. Until yeah. like until the gray hair, I, I saw a gray hair in my beard the other day, and I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Man, I've had gray hair since I was 18. Man, I don't even know what's. I don't know what to say about that. It, it feels it gives you character, so you know. Exactly, exactly. It's not a bad yeah. color yeah. either. Yeah. Now that we've uh, now we got the story of how how you came to be, um, let's let's kind of hear about your story as an artist and you know how that started up for you. Um. So yeah, I went to college for film video and media and like a minor in graphic printing science basically graphic design and like i said i dropped out of college and i came to new york and i worked a lot of jobs that weren't like creative but like obviously i had to like survive in new york you just come here and it's like i was like super broke there were like times where i was like stealing from Dwayne reeds and like i was i was like a wild boy i was like but I just moved to New York. I didn't know what else to do. And, like, I was, like, kind of still an artist in no sense. But, but, like, I didn't really do much. I didn't take pictures. I just kind of worked to survive. So then I eventually started taking pictures again. Um, moved to Miami for a little bit for, like, six months. And then I came back to New York. And that's when, like, I got really, like, active into, like, being creative again. Like, super creative. Like, obviously, I've always been an artist. But... I started to do a lot of, like, work in 2017. That's when I got, like, very, very active with, like, my photography. And, like, I took it a little bit more serious. It wasn't just, like, a hobby. Like, I'm like, oh, shit. I want to start making, like, short movies and, like, doing video and shit like that. So, like, in 2017 is really where I, I met most of, like, my uh, creative influencers or creative influences in my life. Like, Amos, obviously. Uh, I met Chris, yeah. raptographer. I met Phaser that year. Um, basically every goddamn person who's a photographer in New York, I met that year and that helped like elevate what I was taking pictures of. You know, I would go to like the photo walks and shit. Uh, eventually throughout these years ended up meeting people like Steve, um, Raheem, Black Soap and shit like that. So like they, that's a big help. A lot of these guys are a big help to like where my art is now. And obviously, I did the collective with you guys along the way too, the Juice Box Boys and shit. Like that was a big part of my life. But honestly, I would say that my artist journey really started in 2017 um, when I moved back to New York from my six month stint in Miami. And yeah. I just I was a lot more aware, um, observative of like just what's around me. And like I just it's hard to not be good at, at taking pictures when you live in New York. So, yeah, yeah, for real, it's hard, man. It's hard. There's so much to photograph. Like it's, it's hard not to be good at it. That's true, that's true. But yeah, I think 2017 was around the time that that we started crossing paths. Where like I started to see you frequently at, at photo walks and galleries and shit like that with the Juice Box Boys and stuff like that. So that was definitely around the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously like that like. 
even uh, Josh, or we call him Castillionaire, whatever he wants to be called. Yeah. Like, we would meet up and shit. Like, I learned a lot from him. His double exposure mm-hmm. shit he taught me and shit. Like, I'm, I'm, obviously, like, every person I run into is a big impact on, like, my artistic journey. So, like, if you're hearing this and you've met me, you basically have contributed to my art. Because basically, a lot, everything I'm doing artistically or any, in any aspect of life is rooted from, like interaction with other humans like that's like what I, I believe life is all about is just like the every single interaction you have is like very important because like your whole experience in life is very important so like to take any value out of anything would be unfair so like every single thing that happens to you is of artistic value is of very um divine power and value and I, that's just how i look at everything and that's how i look at my art like the pictures like I know pictures don't move, but, like, for me, like, a lot of times, like, they make sounds and they move, so, but I sound like I'm on acid or some shit. Uh, wow. <laughs> You're good. But, like, that's, yeah. what it, that's what it is for me, and, like, um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know what the fucking question was again. I'm on a, I'm on a fucking tangent here. Nah, you're, you're good, man. That was great. You, you know, like, when you can hear a picture, when you see it, like, that's, that's what I can, that's what I can see from your work, for sure. And that's, yeah, that's just basically who I am as an artist. It's just like, I just want you to like be able to, to feel the picture. Like, obviously I can make a video and like I can make, uh, I can do that as well. But there's just something in like the stillness of an image that it, it can say a lot. Like, you know, I grew up with picture albums all over my house and shit. So like, that's like a big reason why I take pictures is because, um, you know, the memory and the power each image holds. And like, I just want like... One day I want my kids to, like, in theory, have that, those picture albums, but they'll just be, like, USB and hard drives. Like, you'll plug that hard drive into the computer and look at your dad and look at you as a little kid. And it, it, it'll be, like, kind of weird, but it'll still be nice. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck kids will have in the future. Maybe they'll just, like, pull it up in their, like, data bank, click on their eyes. And be like, oh, dad, Blast you were up really the simulation. wild in, like, 2020. Like, what the fuck was going on? Like, dad, don't worry about that, honey. The world was fucking burning down. That was a bad year. Don't worry about it. Yeah, just, just lock it away. Just skip that. <laughs> Oh man, that was good. Um, I also gotta ask, as an artist, are there any personal challenges that you faced throughout your career? Um, I think as an artist, like the the biggest personal challenge I face really is just not comparing my work to other people's works or comparing like where I am to other people. Like, cause a lot of times you're like, damn, like I feel like my work is just as good, but this person's like receiving the recognition or like damn like they're this and that like you gotta just like cut that shit out like that's the biggest challenge it's just really just like it's not really about it's like it doesn't have to be a competition with anybody else like obviously like um this person can be great and you can be great as well it's just really just focusing on yourself and um don't really worry about like what other people are doing like because like if you're worried about what other people are doing it's like then why are you even doing it in the first place like are you doing this because you love it like, and like, if I love my work, like, it doesn't need to be compared to anybody else's work. Like, yes, there could be similar styles and this and that, but like, I just cutting myself out of competition or imaginary competition with other people has really helped, uh, once I've gotten past that challenge and, um, other challenges, shit, what else have I faced? Anything with clients or I, I think, yeah, like another challenge is like basically like how to like to get like that client work that you see a lot of people getting it's like damn like how does one end up building like 
client relationships with like people like New Balance or you know North mm-hmm. Face or whatever the fuck it is, and like I think that just comes with like getting past that challenge if I were to give advice to somebody it's like look you just got to keep being you like if don't like change who you are to try to get client work or this and that like stay true to who you are meet people network a big part of like photography or anything is networking like you got the network absolutely meet other people like go to these photo walks obviously everything's a little bit harder right now because the world is on pause literally the name of it but you know just network be genuine like don't like fake the funk like literally be your fucking self and you're eventually going to meet somebody who's like, all right, like, let me get this guy a job. And then you meet somebody else and then you just just do you like you don't have to change. If somebody comes and finds you, they found you because they like who you are as a person. And you just kind of just like it's like shooting a free throw. If you just keep your form straight. Obviously, they'll keep going in. But, you know, as soon as you switch it up, you might fuck it up. Like, it's it's literally easy. Like, people search you for you and like just be yourself and eventually you build this clientele and you build this whole network of people and then you know somebody eventually thinks of you and it's like yo like AP would be good for this job like da 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 you know and I guess that mm-hmm. goes along with like your style like that's a big challenge of mine too it's like I don't really have like I mean I have a style it's black and white but like I'm like all over the place like I have no fucking aesthetic uh, I mean, I do, I guess, it's black and white, but, like, people's, like, jeans, like, have these, like, certain tones and colors and shit, and I'm always like, well, I don't give a fuck, dude. A picture's a picture, like, like, it, and a picture in black and white is just as good as anything else, and that's perfect for me, but, you know, a lot of Facts. people build up these whole, like, looks and, like, my brand is whatever, is black and white, but... I guess that's a challenge of mine too. It's like, damn, like, do I want something to look more aesthetically pleasing in my life? And I'm like, and then most of the time I'm like, yeah, like, let me try it. I'm like, no, actually, I don't really give a fuck. I'm just going to keep taking pictures. Like, it, it, it is, it is what it is. That's another challenge of mine, I guess, too. It's like, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, Shit, that's good sometimes, man. I'm sorry. Can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, 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 okay. I, I didn't know. I don't know if like this is like PG 13 or whatever. So, nah, it's nah, I'm like, damn, I just said fuck like 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all good but yeah man no that's very true you you do have a very distinct style in my opinion like uh the black and white that you do is is it's always something that catches my eye man like it never fails to catch my eye even if it's like from a concert photo to a random street portrait to uh you know like a photo from a knicks game or some shit like that it always catches my eye the black and white because you do it i don't know i feel like you do it differently than other people you're 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 the level of contrast that you use i love it i think i think you're very talented with the black and white man Thank you, thank you. I mean, yeah. I'm, honestly, if you want the real truth, like, the reason I, I'm a black and white guy is because, like, I was just too lazy to learn color, like, for, like, four years. <laughs> so then, like, pe- but then, like, people would, like, look at my color work, like, in, like, my computer, like, yeah, you should post more color. I'm like, really? Like, you like this? Like, I don't, I don't, I, I like my color from, like, my film pictures because it's just naturally, like, good, like, and they do it for you, but, like, yeah, I'm just now getting, like, kind of okay with color so you know i'll try to post a little bit here and there but yeah like my black and whites obviously i feel like my style would eventually get good i've been trying to get a a good black and white preset for like four years so thank you i appreciate <laughs> you it means a lot yeah, to no, me. doubt. no doubt no doubt yeah yo um so as like a part of your journey like how, how many uh how many galleries or exhibits have you had the opportunity to be in so far uh okay well how many? Well, I've done the ones with you guys. I think like two with you guys. Yeah. What else have I done though? 
I think that's pretty much it. Those are the only two times I've ever showed in New York. Oh, word? Oh, wow, okay. I think. Yeah, that's about it. That's the only two times I've ever showed in New York is with you guys. And uh, okay. other than that, yeah, like, it's just been, like, my website and, like, meeting people in real life. And, like, I've gotten lucky where I've met some people who've bought some pictures off of me at some good, pretty good prices. But other than that, yeah, I haven't really showed. I wanted to do a gallery this year for my birthday, but obviously my birthday was in the middle of quarantine. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've been procrastinating. I'm like, yo, like, yeah, I want, I want to put together a gallery and shit, like, and like maybe like be AP and friends and like just because I don't want I, I'm very awkward with being the center of attention. Like sometimes, obviously, I like attention, but I don't want a whole <laughs> gallery for myself because then I got to talk to fucking everybody. So I'm like, if like I do like a collective gallery with friends, it's like, all right, cool, you talk to everybody else, like, blah da da. But it was gonna be like a birthday thing, and then yeah. I guess the world just loves when I procrastinate. It's like, yeah, just don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Keep we'll make sure you don't have to do it this time as well. So, yeah. Word, yeah. I mean, um, shit, yeah. That would be dope to see you do a, like a, a solo gallery or even like a gallery with your friends too. Like, do you, do your, does your circle, like, do you guys show a lot in galleries as well or no? Uh, no, nah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, okay. okay. I, I can't, most of, it's really weird because they're like, they're just such like well-known photographers too, but. Exactly. That's why I'm asking. Like you guys are some of the best photographers that I see in New York, like, or, you know, elsewhere. Like you guys are really some of the best doing it. And <clears throat> that's why I was just curious. Like, do you guys show a lot? Yeah. But I, I guess when the world opens back up, maybe we'll do like a, a beginning of the world gallery or something. Word. Feel free to, uh, to, yeah. to contribute if you want to put some work in there. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And if you need help with that, let us know. I got um, I got another question. Uh, let's ahead. talk about kind of authenticity because AP, you are one of the most like authentic people I've seen. Absolutely. In general, man. Very like, true you to yourself. You present yourself as it is, like on the gram and like in real life. Like, could you talk about authenticity? Uh. Yeah, I, I guess it, it boils back down to like what I'm what I was talking about earlier. Where it's like to to meet these clients and shit, and to get this client work, and like to build relationships. You kind of just you got to stay true to who you are and like what your work is. So like yeah, like I mean I I've gone through a lot of things in my life, and I've tried to be a lot of people in my life. And you just get to this point in your life where you're like, you know. The best, the best thing about life is like literally just being yourself and um, just being happy about who you are. And like, honestly, just the only way to love yourself is to just get to a point of like, just be real. Like, who the fuck am I? How am I emotionally feeling today? Like, what can I do to get better? Uh, how can I handle this situation better? Like, how can my work get better? And it's just, you have to just be real. And then like that creates this authentic authenticity in like your work and everything around your life and then people kind of see it they're like well this guy's just real as fuck and i'm like yeah like that's just me being authentic <laughs> like uh that's the the most i can really say on that it's just like yeah like just you know sit down meditate find yourself you know if you gotta take a little trip off of some psychedelics or whatever it is you need to do to get to that point once you find it you realize that like we've all been like putting on this front for a long time of our lives because like of whatever reasons we might have and then just like kind of letting go of that and just being like you know people are gonna like you or they're not gonna like you and like you can't expect everybody in the world to like fuck with you like because that's just like 
it's like impossible. Like certain people just won't like you and like that has nothing to do with you. It's just like, it's their preference. So like once you just accept the fact like, all right, this is who I am. Like I'm sure a good amount of people will like me and be able to grow with me and build with me. And then some people might not want to, then that's okay. But like, I am who I am. And like, this is what I, this is what it is. Like, so it wants you, the more you just keep it real, the more that builds and like people start, it's like, it's like builds this energy of like, damn, like this shit is crazy. Like he's just really a, a great guy. <laughs> it yeah. is, it's a chain reaction, man. Yeah. So, and then it, it helps other people keep it real too. And then like, you know, you just start seeing all these people become their authentic, authentic selves and their real versions of themselves. And it, it, it just makes you very happy in the end. But I, I don't know if that answers your question or if it's another thing. No, that, that perfectly answers it. Thank you, yeah. man. Yeah. Dom, you got anything? Uh, nah, 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 go off. Uh, go okay. off, King. Uh, go off. Moving on. Um, go ahead, bro. Okay, let's kind of take a moment to reflect on the mass demonstrations calling for racial and social justice right now. AP, how do you feel about you know everything that's going on right now in the country? Um, all right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I was, I was very mad at the, the beginning of everything that's happening. And like, I guess I'm still kind of mad, but, um, I'm at least hopeful and I have some, some optimism about everything as people have been outside for 30 days, like plus, but this, like, this has been going on for like years. Like we can act like 2020 is this big year where like uh, wow racism just popped up but like this shit's been going on for a long time and like honestly the only thing that makes this different is like we were, we're doing a like this is happening during a global pandemic and this allows a lot of people to have the time to think about shit like that you wouldn't have time to think about when you're working you're like nine to fives or you're going to work and like you're on the schedule of like constantly moving 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 the world has slowed down and i'm not saying that like it's a great thing that like what's happening happened, but like, it's a great thing that it happened now because we have yeah. so much time. People have time. To, I mean, and I mean, it's, it's kind of awkward when you're outside protesting with like thousands of people and like, it's like coronavirus is out there, but yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother thing, but like, I'm, I'm very happy yeah. that there, there is some change coming. People are outside. I, you know, I've seen white people like jump in front of the cops and I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm very happy to see people outside fucking fighting for what the fuck they want and you know um look i'm very I'm not, I'm not happy that the media decides not to talk about like you know people are out here peacefully protesting for 30 days straight and they don't want to talk about it but like they're like they're all fucking for the news of like people looting and burning shit down like so it's like you know you could like in the media portray some positivity and shit but the media is the media they uh yeah, they just yeah, muckrack stories and shit and that's what they do so but yeah. I'm, honestly, I'm very happy to see that people are still out here protesting for what they believe in. And I think that it's going to be just a long summer, like, of protesting. And, like, that's what it needs to be. People need to be out here fighting for what they want, go register to vote. Uh, because, you know, November is coming up and it's an election year. So, like, I think that this is just going to be the energy we have for the rest of the summer. Like, yeah, you're going to see. It's just, that's, yeah, I don't think it's going to slow down. Like, because, you know, people are. People want change, and, like, people are honestly scared for their lives now because we have this person in office that's, like, that's really just not fit to do the job. And, yeah. I mean, that goes beyond the, the bigger issue of, like, racism in America. Like, but um, 
I'm glad that the light is being shined up upon these things that we sometimes look over or don't put too much effort into caring about them because we're distracted by our lives. Now we have a lot of time to think about it. Like you can't, the microscope is on the, the situation and it just needs to be handled. Like, I'm like, if that comes from police re- reform, like let that be the case, but like something needs to be done. Like I'm, honestly, like cops have been getting away with this shit for a long time. Like I'm watching a documentary about the LA riots. I'm like, bro, like, this shit has been going on. So it's like, yeah, there needed to be a solution to police uh, brutality. Number one, a long time ago, like they can say whatever they want, defund the fucking police, do whatever you want, better training something. But like, honestly, that's, that's been a problem that's going on in our country for way too long. So honestly, I'm happy that, uh, something's going to be done about it. Uh, also like, if you want to talk about other shit going on in New York, like city hall, uh, defunding the NYPD, uh, you know, I have my thoughts on that. Like, I'm happy that they're outside the whole weekend, like whatever camping out, doing whatever they want to do. I'm not happy when you demand something and you don't get the the results you want. I, then it just becomes like, what are you outside just having a fucking Coachella for? Like, are we what, <laughs> like burn it down? Like, then burn the fucking shit down. Like, if you want budget cuts at this and you want the money to go here and there and you don't get that, you don't, you haven't succeeded. Like, I I understand that you're out here fighting. Like, I don't want to take anything away from anybody's efforts, but like, if there's a will, there's a way. Like, if you want this shit to get done. There, you, there are ways to get it done. Like I'm not on here yeah. advocating or inciting a riot, but I'm just saying, like you know, you gotta yeah use the force and whatever. I, it's just a tough time, dude. And like this is some like, shit that you know I've seen my whole life because I've always been an aware, a very aware person. But yeah, that to me is the that's the hardest part about it is like obviously, like right now I haven't lived in America in two and a half years, bro. So. Like, but still, I'm more optimistic about what's going on in America right now than I ever have been probably in my life, you know, because things are finally starting to happen. Right. But then, like you were saying, like, sometimes those extra measures need to happen to cause these results. You know, like like you said, if, you, if you're not succeeding and you end up burning that shit down, then you might you might actually see the results. I'm Like you said, I'm not saying go start a riot or anything like that, but the results are, the results are proven, you know, like it's, it's, it, it shows that that's actually making a difference somehow, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, a lot of shit wasn't happening at first. And then when they started to burn Soho down, it was like, Oh shit, they're going to start burning New York down. Let's uh, do something. Next thing you know, like, all right, cops arrested. Da 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 da. Yeah. How how actually was it in New York? Like, I, I obviously, I'm not there. Like, how was it? Like, how was the Soho shit that went down? Well, the first day of protesting when I went out was like, okay, it was seen peaceful and, like, you could see tension building because, like, obviously, Minnesota was on fire and shit and it was yeah. a little strong there. The second day of protesting, a little bit worse. And then the third day is when, like, shit got crazy. Yeah. Okay. Or was it the second day I was in Brooklyn? I, I, whichever day... Uh, it could have been the fourth day, but whatever. Like those first, like that first week was wild, and then the the Soho day was like everything was like peaceful. People were marching through the streets. There was a little bit of tension, and I must have left like probably thirty minutes before Soho shit started to happen. Like I don't know yeah. what the fuck happened outside, but like I go home and like as I'm getting in the house, I'm like looking at where I just literally just came from, and it's on fucking fire. So I'm like, all right, well. You ever seen the meme of, like, the guy from The Simpsons who walks in, takes his hat off, <laughs> picks it back up and walks back out? That was literally walks me. I put out. my camera down, and I was like, oh, shit. 
I'm going right back. So I went back to Soho, <laughs> and it was just, it was just crazy. It was insane. Uh, people were <laughs> they were just th- breaking into banks. I it, it was just it was kind of scary. I was like, holy shit. Like if they don't contain this, this could get really bad. Like the park, they set the whole park on fire. All the trash cans are on fire. They're breaking into stuff. People are looting um, Urban Outfitters. I'm like, wow. Good. I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm like, but there's a Gucci Good. store next door. Like at least loot. Don't fucking steal from H and M. I'm like, why, why would you break into the bank and not still break the ATM open? Like, what are we doing breaking the glass? I mean, you know, if you're gonna loot, loot, loot the right way. But, but then, then again, it's like you know, you might be stealing somebody's money out of that ATM. So I don't know. Yeah, one of the ones that really caught my eye was the uh, the Soho Adidas store on Broadway. Uh, Broadway and Houston. I used to work there, and then I saw somebody posting up all these photos about how it got looted, and I was like, "Damn, good." <laughs> like, I was just like, "Good choice, good spot to loot." <laughs> My things on that were like, I I definitely don't agree with like breaking into and stealing from small local businesses because like those people right. are just like yeah. just like us, like we're just trying to hustle and shit. But like you know, yeah, exactly. Gucci Gucci, they got way too much money. They'll be all right. Fuck it. Adidas, they'll be fucking fine. They'll be great. They be. It's just like they they just did a giveaway. So it's like exactly. So that was that, and um, yeah, it was very. It was a very. You know, I got hit by a cop in Brooklyn and shit with a baton and shit. He was like, he was like, who do you think you are, Perry Mason boy? And I was like, don't get to talking to me like that, you fucking jive motherfucker. And then he was like, he was like, I should punch you in your fucking face. And I was like, do it. Like, do it. And he, you just <laughs> wow. see him, like, grip his baton, and he just, like, pushes me, and then it starts the whole fucking fight. And I'm like, bro, like, I don't know how I didn't go to jail not one time, like, but I'm thankful to the Lord for protecting me because I could, uh, I was wilding. Like, I was there taking pictures, but at the the first week of protesting, like, I was more of, like, there, like, like, nah, fucking get your hands off this girl, you fucking cop. Like, like I was more aggressive. So I'm, I'm just happy my camera didn't break and I didn't go to jail. Cause that would be yeah. terrible to go to jail during coronavirus. I mean, it would just be terrible to go to jail anytime. But yeah, <laughs> yeah no way. So that was that. That was that. Yeah. How how active have you been out there on the streets th- throughout the protests? Like, are you are you still going? I know there's still stuff going on, not quite as frequently. But have you still been out at the at protests and whatnot? Yeah, I went out like two times this week. Um, I was I was gonna go to a protest today. Like, what's the crazy thing is, I got on Twitter this morning. And I, there was like a, a NYPD protest. Like it was just a bunch of people. Like we love the cops. So I was gonna go, and like oh, not man. not be in opposition. I was gonna go document, but obviously try to like rouse some people up <laughs> for the, for the sake of like you know just getting some demons out. But then I was like, oh shit, I gotta be on this podcast at eleven. So I'll go after. And I was like, <laughs> you know, but I've been outside every day. Like if I see some shit on the internet and it's close to me, or even if it's not, like I'll pop out like. Especially, like, today, like, obviously, I'm going to go outside and protest for something today. If, like, there's a protest going on, before I go have a hot dog or something with my friends for not <laughs> celebrating the 4th of July, I'm going to go do some work, you know? Got the glizzy on you, bro. <laughs> yeah, so you will not catch me with a hot dog. I mean, obviously, I'm probably going to eat a hot dog today, but I'll try to, like, be low-key about it, you know? You guys see that video of the, the dude... Eating the hot dog and like he would take a bite, then hold it behind his back, <laughs> look around, like checking nobody's watching, and take another bite. 
Somebody tagged oh, me in that man. tweet was like, yo, this is going to be AP the Angel. I was like, yes, nigga, that is going to be me. You will not see me with a hot dog. <laughs> it's just like, it's it's not safe out here. It's not safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for many reasons, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's been crazy, bro. Uh, fuck, yeah. I, I just wanted to compliment you again, man. Your, your protest photos have been amazing. Thank you. I, uh, you know, I really tried. I really, I mean, I, it's just, like I said, like earlier, like you, you just developed this sense of like why you're taking pictures and how you're taking them and like the feeling around them. So, you know, I'm just at the protest and like, obviously I know how to take a picture. So it's just, I just happen to capture, you know, some decent yeah. images, but thank you. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah no, no doubt, man. No doubt. The voice of the people, man. That's AP right there. I try. Sure. I try. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, touching upon um, New York City, uh, let's move on to kind of the community aspect. Um, are you involved with any collectives, and what role has that relationship played in your your art right now? Uh, I mean, technically, on like, no, I'm not in the collective. But like, really, if you think about it, yes, I am in a collective. I don't. I, we don't. I don't know what we would call ourselves, but the people I'm like really around all the time. I guess you, that would be like our collective, like you know, like Raptographer Amos, what you see, uh, Crispy, I guess even Shimmy, Phaser, Undetected, um, like all those guys. I mean, I know I'm missing names and shit. And then you got like the higher ups, like I said, like Steve Sweatpants, like uh, Raheem and shit. Those guys like that, like that. They're not like. These are, like, people I all take inspiration from, and, like, whenever I'm with them, like, obviously I build great work, but, like, if I were to say, like, a collective of, like, people, like, obviously Blackout, or, well, sorry, 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 that's not his name anymore. Nicholas, <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Ray. Yeah. Crispy, Jew, Jew uh, Amos, Rap, like, those guys, um, that would be, like, I guess our collective, like, there's, like, a large, it's, like, a league of, like, extraordinary photographers, I guess, like, there's a lot of them. And, like, we, we all fucking hang out with each other. So it's, like, there's so many. But, like, honestly, like, these are my friends. These are the people I create with. They all have their different ways and their different, like, uh, styles and shit. And we all build inspiration off of each other. And we... These have been, like, some of my greatest friends for, like, three years. So I guess that would be my collective. Like, just those guys, you know. We do everything together. I don't mean to put you on the spot. And I'm not trying to put anybody down. But who of your friends is your favorite photographer? Two. <laughs> um, who is my favorite photographer of all of my friends? I would probably say, uh, damn, that's tough. That's t- it's either Julian, like what you see, like his shit is like it's either him or He's a good one. yeah. Damn, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Out of yeah, I would probably say Jew. Or, or Pedro or Amos, like, I don't know. That's It's hard. But if I had to pick one, I'm picking Jew. I'm picking Jew. Jew is, like, okay. the most underrated fucking slept on. Well, I don't think he slept on, but he's he's definitely one of the best in the in the group. He's definitely underrated. Super underrated. Definitely, I agree. 
But like 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 you said, like you just putting that time. Drew's gonna get his flowers when they come. Like this, I'm not worried about anybody. Oh fuck, I forgot. Nick 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 is my favorite. Fuck. Hey. Okay, well, Which if, if I had to pick three, it's Blackout or Nicholas Ray. Oh, Nick, Amos yeah, yeah. or Drew. I mean, obviously, if I can say myself, I, obviously I'm the fucking goat, and I hope they all do this. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I'm just talking shit. But no, yeah, like it's, it's one of those three. Like maybe I'll just like roll the dice, but I could. All of all of my friends are in like, I, there, you got phasers sitting like on this list. I got a, a list of people here. I'm like, bro, it's just too hard to fucking choose. But Julian's style is like, everything he does is like, is like kind of like my style or like my vibe. He just does shit in color, like so like. <laughs> Word. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah these, you guys... these guys have been around the NYC community for so long. I remember running with them when we would do like midnight meets when that was a thing with NYC Prime Shot. Yes, yeah, so that was way before <laughs> oh my, my God. time. Yeah, way what before uh, way before the, the time of AP. But, yeah, these guys have always been authentic and, you know, really about the art, not, you know, clout chasing or all about that. You really saw that these guys were genuine about it. That's big facts. These are some of the fucking greatest people in the world. Like, and they're just like, it's just crazy. They Everybody has their own way in their own life. And, like, it's just so weird when you, like, run into any of them. It's just like, damn, like, you got your own life and, like, you're just this amazing fucking, like, artist in person. And it's like, I'm I'm glad to know you, like. I'm just glad to be able to even just be able to, like, yo, I can talk to you, I can text you. Like, I remember when I first, like, started getting serious in photography, like, I was like, damn, like, Chris was like, yeah, I know, I know Amos, like, that's my boy. And, like, I know all these guys. I'm like, you know Amos? <laughs> then, I met, like, then I met him and I'm like, oh. Just a, just a cool ass dude who just really good at taking pictures and people like him and I was like all right that's like that's sweet <laughs> and then you know over the years you just meet all these people like meeting like Steve I was like holy shit like you're Steve sweatpants and they're like you're like black sober like you're all these people and it's like holy shit yeah you just meet them all and they're just great people so it's like it's nice to meet the face behind the work so like I just that's just really what I hope for like in my future is like somebody's like damn like i really love your work like and i was at the protest and like this girl came like oh my god you ap the angel and i was like holy shit that's fucking weird i have a full mask on <laughs> that's wild wow she probably watched your instagram story five minutes before and was like yo that's him <laughs> she's like can i take a picture with you and i was like holy fuck like this is, this is a great this is a great feeling i'm like that but that's how i was meeting my favorite photographers too and shit so like it's nice to yeah. i guess be in a circle with them now or you know at least have like reach to them like i can like text like i can fucking text steve sweatpants right now if i want like that's fucking amazing like, <laughs> i'm yeah. still a fan it's like it's like i'm like a little bit popping but like steve is like beyonce popping and it's like fuck like I'm just, yeah. I'm just happy to know these fucking people and like if you know that that these guys on this list would be like a collective if I ever had one, but yeah, we just no, out here doing, we're doing our own shit. We do our shit together, and you know, we just look out for each other, and that's about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I wanted to ask you, you. You mentioned earlier when you when you kind of moved to New York, you weren't really doing your artist thing. Like, what 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 influenced you to pick it back up? Like, what influenced you to start taking photography uh, more seriously? Uh, just I guess just buying a camera or getting a camera. <laughs> Uh, cause I, I didn't really have a camera and like, obviously I, I wasn't going to spend money and buying a camera when I was so broke. And I was like, so I just, I, I, but I was taking pictures on my iPhone back then clapping bangers off my iPhone bangers. You, know? <laughs> you did. But, you know, I, I just, I think the reason I'm, I'm such a good photographer now is because I had to shoot off my iPhone for so long. Uh, and just, you know, 
it was just a lot you of, yeah you just you just kind of learn i'm glad i did that for so long i mean i was taking pictures and shit and you know getting around some creative people here and there i i, I just also just had a girlfriend that just kind of like I was stuck in love. Like, I'm, I'm glad that that didn't work out because I would have probably, I don't know what the fuck I would have done in my life. I just, I kind of just like set myself free. And then, you know, it was hard not to, like, I just came back with fresh eyes and like, it was so hard not to just want to like capture everything I saw in New York. And like, I started to like research like more about the craft and like people I liked and like styles of photography. Like, and I was like, damn, like, I really want to be like this Bruce Gillen guy one day. Like, and mm-hmm. Now I'm just out in the street flashing my flash in people's faces and getting into fights. So Yeah. But but you always knew for you that it was gonna be photography. Like how early did you know that that was what you wanted to do? I knew I was gonna probably do something with a camera back when my dad had like that's the reason I call myself a flip phone photographer is because my dad bought this like Nokia flip phone when I was like I forget like, what grade was I in, like maybe fourth or fifth grade, maybe sixth. Mm-hmm. I forgot what grade I was in, but he, he got this flip phone with a camera on it, and I would always take fucking pictures off of this, and I'm like, holy shit, I want to be a flip phone photographer when I grow up. My dad was like, why, why would you want to take pictures off of a flip phone? I'm like, well, I feel like I would be great at it. He's like, just get a fucking camera. <laughs> so that's why I say I'm a flip phone photographer and shit, because, like, you know, that's when I first started taking pictures, and, like, I just knew, like, my whole life has been built around pictures. Like, all my family members took pictures and they had cameras. Like, not professionally. Like, my grandma's an artist and shit. But, like, you know, all of our photo albums are, like, phenomenal pictures. And I'm like, damn, you guys are really good at taking pictures. And, like, obviously, like, I like the ones I'm in. But, like, you know, you just look, you look through all the pictures and, then like, every year there's a Six Flags picture. And I'm like, wow, these are just really beautiful photos. And I'm like, I like to capture memories and moments like this. So... I think that this is what I'm going to do. And then uh, in high school, I was taking pictures for the yearbook. And yeah, that was a wrap. And I was like, I'm just going to take pictures like for the rest of my life. Because these are like, these are like, they're just, they're memories. Like I can like keep memories. Like, and I can also like show people a different perspective of how to look at things. Because a lot of times people like stop me in the street. Like when I'm taking like a fucking crazy picture, like, what are you seeing that we're not seeing? I'm like, well, actually, if you look in this puddle, there's like this crazy reflection of this building. But like the reason I'm taking a picture of it, because like, you don't, you walk past and you never see it. So like, I want to, I want to show you the picture. So next time you're walking by a puddle, you might pull out your iPhone and be like, holy shit. I remember I saw that dude taking a picture. Like this yeah. is a whole new way to see the world now. And it's like, it's a way to just open people's minds. Like, in perspectives but a lot of people just i don't know i've always been that way like i've always like tried to change people's perspectives like of things but yeah yeah the really ever since i touched the flip phone to answer your question that's <laughs> i knew it i was like bro i'm gonna take pictures like because i'm i'm getting fucking bangers off of this shitty quality ass iphone with all these pixels so i'm like this shit is this shit is slapping so i really wish i could like find that phone and like show people the pictures on there they're probably hot dookie, but you know, in my mind, I was like, wow, like I'm like this great photographer. Like, oh, I'm going to be world renowned off of this flip phone. you gotta start somewhere you gotta start somewhere yeah no you mentioned something funny there about the about perspective you know it's kind of funny that 
that's kind of a quality that only photographers have. You know what I mean? To see different shit than everybody else is seeing. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, people stop you on the street, and, and we've all been there. I've been there, Josh. I'm sure you've been there too. Or you're oh, taking yeah. a photo, and everybody, somebody's like, "Yo, what are you shooting here? What are you even looking at?" <laughs> and it's like. They just don't understand, you know? They just don't have that that eye for it. And, you know, a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are photographers, so I'm sure you've all been in the same boat. But, um, yeah, another thing you mentioned, you had the family photos and things like that. See, that's something where I, I'm, I'm personally kind of jealous of. Like, that was never an inspiration for me. Nobody in my family really ever took photos. So I got into it really late. Like, I mean, not late. I still got into it when I was, like, 18, 19. But still, I got into it later than a lot of other people did, you know what I mean? But, but yeah, no, nah, that's dope, man. That's dope. Yeah, now we know. Now we're going to be the uncles at every party taking photos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Like, oh, fuck. Here comes Uncle AP with another picture. Like, fuck. Come on, bro. <laughs> Just hold it there for a second. Like, I promise you one day you'll thank me for this. Like, exactly. Facts. But, you know, that yeah, is, yeah. it's nice to talk to other photographers and for people to understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, sure. speaking of unique perspectives, man, uh, you were involved with this initiative started by New York Nico called uh, The Best New York Photo, where you were a finalist and winner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you raised nearly a quarter of a million oh, for dollars real? for charity. Could you uh, tell us about that story? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I t- well, I guess I'll start when I took the picture. Um, I was I was at home one day during quarantine. And I was just like, wow, I'm being a lazy fuck today. Like, this, I've been on Call of Duty for, like, two hours. Like, maybe I should, like, pick my camera up. Like, let me go outside. Maybe I'll take a picture of some clouds. But, like, there's, like, this spot. Like, well, I don't live there anymore, but I moved. But there's a spot on my balcony. Like, and sometimes the light, like, lines up into, like, this crazy fucking triangle in the street. It happens every so then. Like, but whenever I see it, I'm like, holy shit. I saw it, and I was like, wow, this would be a perfect time to take this picture because nobody's outside. So I went outside. I'm like, I'm there for like 30 minutes and like nothing's happening. Like there's nobody going through it or somebody walks in and there's a car in there. And like all of a sudden, like I'm about to give up and then this guy just like start, you just see him running and then he stops walking or he stops running and starts walking through the circle. I'm like, wow, you're a fucking angel. So I snapped like these pictures, <laughs> da, 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 go in the house, edit the picture, uh, post it on the internet, obviously. And yeah, that was it. And then uh, Nico was doing his contest and I've been taking pictures during quarantine and I was getting a lot of smoke from it from some people. Like, you shouldn't be outside taking pictures. I was like, I was like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're going to thank me for this picture one day. I promise you, like all these pictures I'm taking, like, obviously you, somebody's going to have to be remembered for documenting the times. But I just didn't know it was going to happen this fucking fast. <laughs> I was like, yo, oh, shut shit. the fuck up. Like, somebody needs to take the pictures and people are like, uh... Well, that's what media is for. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. So anyway, sorry, this is getting crazy. But anyway, no, all good. All Nico good. did this contest. I entered three pictures, but I'm like, I know, I know this. I like, I just like, bro, this picture will fucking win. Like, it will win. Like, I'm like, there's no fucking way. I don't care who you are. Like, you could have been goddamn Steve Sweatpants. I don't care who the fuck. I'm like, this picture is about to win, son. Like, I knew it. So I, I submitted it, and then like, it won. So it's like I fucking knew it. But then he was like, you know what? They were going to donate to the Henry Street Settlement. So, like, I was like, okay, wow, I'm helping also donate to something. I don't, I obviously, I wanted to win, but I'm like, it'll be nice to, to contribute to some shit like this. And then Nico was like, you know what? Can we keep the, the sale going and donate to, like, these organizations? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? He asked, like, everybody, like, the top six were 
uh, on the website and shit. And I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I would love that. Like, this is my way of helping contribute, like, through a picture, doing through, like, something I love. So that was great that it raised so much money. And then, like, obviously Change is doing some shit now, too. And everybody's doing, like, these things to help raise money. Uh, it, it's just great to see the money going towards the cause. I'm not going to talk the the logistics of, like, where the money's going in Black Lives Matter, uh, but, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm happy the money's going to, like, Color of Change, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Like, I was happy to help contribute in the most simple way of just by clicking my camera. And, you know, I got to meet Nico and shit through that shit, too, so that was cool. I I mean... Another New York goat, man. Yeah, New York York is the fucking goat, son. It's been weird. Ever since I met him, and sh- I just run into him all the time now by random. It's, like, weird. It's, like, uh But, I don't know. That, yeah. It was nice. And, the, like I said, the picture was fucking fire. Like, I don't really talk about my picture. Like, that was, like, one of my best pictures I've ever taken. So, it was, like... Which photo was this? It's, like, a, a picture of a... It's all black, and it's, it's a... The shadows, and it's one of those... I don't know. Let me, like, send you a link to it or some shit. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm scrolling through your Instagram it's, right it's now. It's one I'm of like, those high contrast, like is. one ray of sunlight kind of peeking yeah, through the buildings. Yeah, there's a guy walking through. Um, fuck. Yeah, yeah no, no it's, it's insanely well deserved, man. And you now you can say one of your shots is like worth nearly a quarter of a million, if not more. Honestly, it's in people's homes and shit. Like, I've yeah. had so many people hit me up like, "Thank you for this picture." Uh, I'm about to send it to you. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's very simple, but in the terms of what the contest was for, it was like, you know, like documenting like what quarantine uh, is like in New York City. Like there's not anything else on the street but this one person walking through this like, So it's like, I'm like, damn, like this is like, I think it represents quarantine pretty well because like, honestly, like I lived, I've lived there for like three years and like, it's always loud. You're always hearing horns and shit. And like, bro, like it was just dead quiet in the city. And I was like, this is so fucking weird. Like mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of Midtown where cars move through every single day. And I'm not hearing a peep all day until you hear the sirens at night. And it was kind of getting depressing and shit, but yeah, yeah. that's that. Yep. Yeah. How, how has quarantine been treating you? Like how, how have you been mentally, physically, everything? Like how's, how have you been? Uh, it's weird the time is still moving this fucking fast like even like yeah. throughout quarantine at first it was getting kind of like you i was getting a little bit of cabin fever but like honestly i thrive on being alone like that's where i get most of my ideas and shit so you know mm-hmm. I, I did a bunch of shit like i was creating like skits and shit I, I became a little bit more creative i i finally did shit that i said i was gonna do for years like i play i, I play a lot more video games now so yeah same like, I, I've never been a Call of Duty person now, but, like, now I'm, like, all on Call of Duty. And, like, people, like, my my ex one day was, like, you don't seem like the, the kind of guy who plays this game. I was, like, I wasn't. But now I am. <laughs> Mentally, like, I, yeah, I just, I guess I, I have a lot of friends, and I, I don't realize there's so many ways to talk to them. Like, obviously, like, online, like, I talk to, like, Nick, all my photography fans who play Call of Duty. Um, if I, and you just gotta remember to check in with your people and shit, like, people check up on you, like, so mentally, I guess I'm fine, like, it's just, I feel like I'm at an impasse in my life before quarantine happened, and, like, now, like, it's like, holy shit, like, I'll have all these decisions to make about my life and, like, my career and, like, what I'm gonna do, and now there's this pandemic, but I just feel at ease because, like, you know, I'm not the only one going through 
this shit and I'm healthy and like I could be worse. So I'm just like every day I'm just praying for like myself and obviously other people like in the morning when I wake up, like every meal I like, I count, I pray. I, I just have a Filipino stepmom. So like, we just like, we're always, oh, every, every, we, we <laughs> pray for is. like everything. So like every meal I like, I'm praying like, yo, I hope that we make it through these times. I'm praying for the people who are not eating. And you know, I'm praying that everybody has the strength to make it to these current times. And then like, and then boom, a fucking other thing happens. Now we got this whole movement. People are protesting. I'm like, holy shit. Now I got to pray for this shit too. I'm like, oh my God, I'm really just trying to, <laughs> put all this good energy in the shit and like you know i'm good though like i've always been the person that's just like you know as long as everybody else is good like i'll be fine like you know i have a lot of energy and i have a lot of capacity to like withstand shit but then you know i build up so much and uh, then i have like a little episode where i'm like i, I, I lose my shit or some shit it, it is what it is nah, but mentally you. i'm good uh and yeah quarantine's not it hasn't been bad it's like you know i'm getting paid by the government to not do shit and, you know, I'm making a little bit of money. Well, I don't know if I can legally say that out. But, I'm, you know, I'm not making more than $504 a week. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm making some money on the side. You know, everything it's, it's great. Like, it's like a vacation. But it's a shitty yeah. vacation. It's very scary. The world is, <laughs> is it's very critical that we do something. I don't know. How's you guys' quarantine, Junior? Uh, mine's been all right, man. I, I'm staying. I usually have my own crib here in Manila in the Philippines. But... Now I'm staying with my girl and her family for the last four months. It's been pretty interesting, you know. It's a new experience. Never really stayed with a family before in my adult life, so this is new. Um, but you know, it's been cool. It's been cool. I'm getting by, getting getting money here and there. I still got I still got modeling jobs here and there, so it's been all right. You know, funny shit. Like I had a I had a shoot a couple weeks ago for this cosmetics company on some like makeup for men thing, and, and the shoot was in a restaurant because all the studios here are closed but the restaurants are still open for for like takeout and delivery right so they they rented out a restaurant and converted the whole place it's a two-four spot into a studio for like three different shoot locations and i was just like yo this is so weird like usually i'd be on a set for this but i'm in a restaurant yeah, that is weird. i'm eating pizza like fresh pizza right before i hit the set and take these photos get these photos taken it's weird man it's that's weird. pretty fire i'm like maybe they should just think about making that the new way to do shit yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm cool with fresh pizza straight out the the the, the brick oven. Like, I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, man. I I personally, I've been taking time to uh, to myself, kind of just reevaluating everything. Um, just graduated college, so just going through going through that post grad life, and yeah, just reading more and you know working more on exercising. You know, since the gyms are closed, I've just been doing calisthenics and going on runs. And yeah, I'm just like feeling fe feeling a little more rejuvenated uh, just mentally, physically. And it's unfortunate that it has to happen uh, during these times. Um, yeah. But, you know, you, uh, you got to keep that positive mindset going. Yeah, man, I've been off of the gym. I haven't worked out in a long time, man. I'm mad at myself. I was good with it. I was good with the home workouts for the first two months, but I have not done a workout in like six weeks, man. Feels bad. Yeah, I've been pretty yeah. lazy, but I went on the run over day, so like that was good. <laughs> at least once a week, oh, yeah. right? It gets something done. Not too bad. Yeah. Uh, yo, mm -hmm. AP, before we get out of here, I have to ask you, man, about... We all know about it, the half-court shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, 
How did that happen? How did you end up with that? Yeah, somebody selected me to to be in this little game during the halftime show or whatever. They pick you for like pick people out of random whatever, and they're like, yeah, they're like so you're gonna be like shooting a, a either a you're gonna spin a wheel, but you're you're playing for a thousand dollars da 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 da. If you land on this, you get that. If you do this, you get that. So it was either gonna I was gonna land on a layup, I was gonna land on like a free throw or three pointer or like a half court shot. And I told the guys in the back, I was like, watch, just my fucking luck, I'm going to, like, land on the fucking half-court shot. And the guy was like, that would be crazy if that happens. And I was like, just even more my luck, I'll probably make it. And he was like, oh, yeah, if that shit happens, I swear to God, I'll look at you like you're some kind of psychic. But fast forward, though, before any of this even happened, the guy, I had my camera at the game. And the guy's like, he's like, bro, how did you get your camera? Like, I'm sitting, like, damn near court. Yeah, how did you get your camera in? I mean, I just... (laughs) I don't even know how I got my fucking camera. I just kind of like leave it in like, I have like my, my Sony fits into like this little bag I have and it doesn't look like a professional camera when it's in the bag. So I leave it in the bag and like, I'm like, Hey, yeah, this is it. But the guy's like, how did you get your camera? And I'm like, you can do this shit when you're the goat. Like, and I was like, I was like joking. And he he like kind of looked, he was like, Oh, and I was like, yeah. Ha-ha. So, as I'm out here, I spin the wheel. The shit lands on the half court shit. The guy looks at me, and I look at him, and it was like the, the Diddy meme. And I'm like, yes, nigga. I'm going to make it. <laughs> so then I, I make the shot. The shit goes crazy. And like the guy's like, holy fuck, dude. You, you fucking called that. And I was like, I guess I did. It's fucking wild. I go back to my seat. And then the guy's like, holy shit, you are really the GOAT. And I was like, holy shit, I really am. And then my business partner, Teddy, and my best friend, Teddy, was there. He was like, yo. He's like... Your friend was like, had a, was a hundred percent sure you were going to make it. And I was like, yes, because he knows me. Like, I mean, like I actually play basketball and shit. So that was crazy. And then like, by the end of the game, like I'm walking the streets and I'm like, holy fuck, everybody's like, oh my god, that's the half court shot guy. Like, and like my phone's blowing up. People who haven't talked to me in years are calling me. Like, oh my god, like <laughs> holy shit. My fucking mom calls like, I just seen you on TV. Da, 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 da. And I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. I'm like, it's been like ten fucking minutes. I'm on Sports Center. <laughs> Doris Burke is commentating my life. I feel successful. Life is great. <laughs> Mr. Beast hits me up on Twitter, gives me $10,000. Yeah. My life is going great. And then, boom, quarantine. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was feeling momentum of my life. I was really just doing something with my life. And like God was like, nah, nigga, not this year. Not to this year. Not this year, man. But now, when I saw that, I was like, fuck, man. Of all the people I know in New York who would pull this off is fucking AP, bro. <laughs> AP would, man. You're, you're the guy to do it, bro. Known in these streets. I feel so bad because I got, like, so many New York people like, this was, like, my, my childhood dream. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I just realized I just made a half-court shot at the garden. Like, it's not like, it's the garden. It's damn near, like, <laughs> New York. It's the biggest basketball arena in the world, almost. Like, well, actually, no, the, the garden is. is the biggest. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. And people were like, how did it feel? I was like, number one, it was so fucking loud. It was so loud in there. I was like, this is like, it made it so much easier to make the shot. Because I'm like, holy shit, I can't hear shit. I can't even hear the announcer guy. I was like, oh, it's just like I'm in my own little world. And then I made it in like two tries. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Like, it was like slow motion. Like, And then I'm like, and my favorite running back was sitting courtside. Like Ty Gurley was there. It was just, oh, it was wow, crazy, dude. Son. It was wild. It, it was insane. And then I was working a party for... I mean, there's so many fucking stories to this, but this is the last one. You know who Emrata is? 
Yeah. Like the supermodel. So I'm working, yeah. I'm working this party at the fucking Super Bowl Fanatics before the world ended. And her boyfriend, the guy who like produced a uh, good time or whatever the fuck it is, the bad time. I, I don't know the name of them. Safety brothers? Huh? Good time the the Safty brothers? Yes. So her okay. Imrata's boyfriend, I think it was a producer on that movie or some shit. But anyway, he comes up to me at the uh well, I'm obviously taking pictures of famous people to make some money. So I'm taking a picture of them and I'm like, holy shit, Imran is so fucking hot. I'm just thinking about <laughs> how hot she is. And this guy, her boyfriend goes, Wait, I know you. And I was like, Do you? He's like, Holy shit. We were at that game and I was like, Holy fuck. Imran's <laughs> boyfriend is dick riding me right now. Pause. Sorry. <laughs> but it was Pause. like, I was like, I'm just like getting dick, ro- dick like gassed up by him while I'm staring at his hot ass girlfriend. And I'm just like, wow, like, this is the life. Like, this is going to be a great year. <laughs> and I'm like, I just think it was just, it was, I was like, this is too good to be true. Like, my life is like, all because I shot a fucking basketball into a hoop. <laughs> is this my way to success? <laughs> Damn, should have done that ten years ago. <laughs> like, wow. And then, yep, that was it. God brought me back down to earth. Now life is humbled again. And like, yeah. But it don't matter. Like, I'm definitely a New York legend. Like, I've made it. Like, it's no, I, for I, sure. I, That's a fact. fact. And I'm just, it, you know, I was happy that I could spread some joy through everybody's life in, in the shitty ass Knicks fans. You know. It's a tough life, man. It's a tough life to be a Knicks fan. People are like, you know, that was the best thing I've seen in the whole game. And I'm like, that's really fucking sad. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my life, man. 20 years of this shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, you know, you ride for a team, you ride for... The Knicks will be good one. They will be good before I die. That's what I'm one hoping day. for, man. That's what I'm hoping for. I got, you know, that's all good. I got time. I got all the time in the world. I just envision one day just sitting courtside at a Knicks game. And they're like the best team in the league, and it's like wow. And you're still known as the guy who hit the half court shot. They pan the camera on me, and they're like, uh, "Anthony Peterson, half court shot guy." But he's also done some other shit in his life. I would hope to have like another thing on the ticker, like yo, also like uh, filmmaker or something. Like no, nigga, he just he just all he ever did was make that half court shot. <laughs> Word. Yo, uh, another thing, like, I, I actually didn't know that you do video. Like, what kind of video stuff do you do? Uh, I mean, I just, I basically shoot video. Of, it's just kind of like short filmmaking. Like, I, I do, like, I don't really make, like, stories or anything. I, I just document what I see. So it's like, you know, if I'm out one day and I feel like not taking pictures, I'll, I'll shoot video. And, like, um... But most of the time, it's just, like, I shoot, like, B-roll. Like, if people need, like, shit of New York... Like, I'll just shoot B-roll for New York and, like, sell it. People are like, oh, I need some, like, videos of, like, Empire State Building. I'm like, all right, word. Da-da-da. Obviously, I want to make a film one day, but I don't think I'm quite there yet. Um, still some more work to do, but, yeah, I'm pretty nice with the video, too. Word. Do you have your uh, Do you have your stuff posted anywhere? Yeah, on my IGTV, like, I have most of my videos. Ah, okay, I have okay. some shit on my YouTube channel, but... I'm I'm at like it's so hard to game followers on YouTube. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, that's yeah. a fact. I must say your skits when you're the when you duplicate yourself are freaking <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Oh yeah, that's pretty yeah, that's that's some shit I learned too. I was like, holy shit, it's that easy to do this. But all I have to it do is. is like to just spend like two minutes researching it. But I've been lazy for the last four years. Wow. Yeah, I mean <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm that's I've I recently started doing video this year. Like I was like, let me just get into it. Like let me like I also make my skits. That's I mean, obviously I record it myself. That's but that's easy. Tripod most of the time, unless I'm adding another me. Um Yeah. But yeah. That's about it. Word. Okay. Yeah. Uh Josh, you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, yeah, let's finish on your recent road road trip out west to the national parks, man. Yeah, so how I, was that? I went on the road trip with Crispy, Raptographer, Amos, Phaser, Undetected, uh, Jeff, and this guy named Manny. You got any tips? Uh, well, if you, we we rented an RV, if you rent an RV, my biggest tip is do not shit in the RV. I didn't take one shit in the RV. I didn't take one shit in the RV. Not one. <laughs> and I was like, bro, like, but like, I was like, I'm just going to shit in gas stations. And Crispy's like, no, nah, dog, don't shit in the gas stations. That's the biggest way to get coronavirus is it coming up your ass. And I was like, what? No fucking way. I was like, I'm not, I'm not living off this conspiracy of getting coronavirus by taking a shit in a public stall. But anyway, uh, you know, it was nice. It was quiet. There was like nobody doing shit. So it was like the world's quarantine. Uh, we went to like everywhere, but the Grand Canyon was there because they were on the eight eight o'clock curfew. So we're in the Grand Canyon, the town of it, and there's like no fucking body, like nobody, no fucking. There's just us in a big RV driving down the street. Uh, we took some psychedelics and shit. Um, it's the best way to do it. We we took psychedelics, and I forgot we had taken uh, acid, and we went to this little park in the Grand Canyon, and there was these people playing basketball. So I'm like, holy shit, they have hoops up. We got we to gotta run a game of basketball. So there's just eight of us out here tri- tripping on acid, playing basketball, and, like, obviously everything is was documented, so there will be a vlog that comes out. So I'm just like, oh, my God. Ooh, it's come. Come. I'm trying to watch that. Yeah, it, it's, it's going to be fucking jokes. But, yeah, I would just say if you're going to go on a road trip like this, go with people you like. Um, For sure. I would say don't have a time limit, but, you know, depending on cost, we only had, like, seven days. Ended up being a nine-day trip. But we also in an RV, so, you know, if you're going to do something like this, just take your time, have no, like, just no rush it. Just do it. Like, and this this is the perfect time to do it because we had nothing to really like be worried to be uh, obliged to back in New York City. We have I don't have a job. I mean, it was just it was it was a perfect time to do it. It's quiet, no people. I would yeah, like I said, my tips are just take your time, eat, make sure you get some canes. Um, best best fucking chicken in the world. Um, you can sleep in a Walmart. You can park your car or whatever in walmart that's nice we just slept in walmart parking lots and uh mm-hmm. yeah don't shit in rv because you got to dump that <laughs> shit out and it's like disgusting nobody wants to do that <laughs> yeah. yeah and i ended up doing it like two out of the three times three out of the four times oh, wow. or whatever and you weren't even using it how'd they make you do it what the fuck because I mean, like i was there i was driving um crispy was driving too and then jeff was gonna drive but nobody was and once he drove people were like nah 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 <laughs> so crispy and i are driving most of the time i'm just like i just feel like the dad of the trip but you know everybody contributed in their own way and helped out and like it was like honestly it was the best group of people like everybody just chipped in and it was like you just find a group of people who can like you can fucking exist with like that like everybody did their part everybody helped inspired everybody helped keep each other up and shit like you know it was like it was like the real world, but with like people you fuck with. Like it was great. Um, Word, yeah, that's how we feel too. Like we we've never gotten to do a road trip with our crew, but 
they all come to visit me because I, I host the galleries out here in Manila. So they all come fly out here to do galleries with me and shit like that. And it's like same shit, you know, like uh, you just get a week long trip away from from your regular life with your homies. You know, it's a beautiful thing. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's truly amazing. So that, that's the only advice I have on that. Uh, yeah. I, there's one story I'll tell about it and then I'll be done. But uh, we it's about shitting in the RV. So we were in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> And our RV was flooding. I think Pedro took like a massive dump in the toilet or some shit. And then like <laughs> the RV started to flood. So like we're freaking out because we, there's everything is closed. There's like no campground for like 30 miles. So I'm like, oh shit, we need to dump this in the parking lot. Like we got to dump it. Like okay, <laughs> yeah. it's going to flood. So I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going outside and I'm dumping it in the parking lot. So I went, I went outside <laughs> and we dumped shit all over the parking lot. And... <laughs> There's like nobody here at the time. There's like no fucking you yeah. see nobody. But all of a sudden, as I'm dumping the shit, these people pull up and they're just they're two white people just staring at me and I'm like, oh shit. Like literally shit. And so then like I'm like, oh my God, I think they work here. So I'm like, what should we do? I'm like, we can either like tell the people or we can just go to Utah right now. Like, let's just get the fuck out of here. So then like everybody's freaking out. They go, we go to tell a lady at the office. She's like, oh, that's no problem. And like everybody's like, oh, woo. Good. This is like somebody will just clean it. It's not a problem. So then they call the fucking park ranger. So I'm like, oh shit. We shouldn't oh. listen to that lady. Park ranger comes and like it's a whole fucking ordeal. And he's like, who actually dumped the shit? And like everybody's looking around. And I'm like, oh, I guess I mean like I don't want nobody else to take the rap for it. So I'm like, let me just be uh an honest person. Like, it was I that dumped the shit. So there's Chris <laughs> Crispy and I are talking to the Rangers, and he's like, if you guys do this again. Ever in your life, you're going to be banned from all national parks. And I was like, in what situation will we ever think this is a great idea again? Like, I promise you there is no... We will never do it again because no, if we get an RV, nobody's shitting in the RV. Like, you, nobody's <laughs> even eating food that makes you shit. I was only no beans. No beans. Yeah, yeah, nothing. We will not be eating <laughs> shitty food. No fucking gas. Yeah. Don't eat gas station food either. Like, oh my God. It'll make you have to... No. Yeah, it's been. Nope. Yeah, damn. Yeah, thanks for sharing. That's a great story. Thank you, man. Great tip. Great tip. Yeah, Josh, do you have anything else you wanted to hit? Um, no, I think I'm good here, man. What Word. about you? Uh, yeah, just a few last general questions. Yo, uh, what you been watching lately? Uh, obviously, I watched Dark on Netflix, one of my favorite shows. Uh, The okay. Last Kingdom was really good on Netflix. Um, what else have I been watching? Yeah, that's really about it. I mean, I finished most of my shows. Like, Ozark's a good watch. Uh, Movie-wise, like, yeah. I don't know. I've been more more so watching documentaries. The Last Dance was phenomenal. I haven't watched it yet. I, I'm still, like... I'm still waiting for people to stop talking about it first before I watch it. Yeah, it's it's gonna be talked about all summer. Um, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, that's about it. Watching Dark. What have I been watching? Oh, I've been watching BoJack Horseman. I've, I've tried to give that oh, show a, a chance like four times, but I finally like got into it, and I'm like, holy shit! It's like really, it's fucking deep. It's, it's, I'm like, I'm on the last season, and I'm like, damn, I don't want to finish it. So I've been like, I got like maybe like five, six episodes left to go, and I'm like, damn, I don't really don't want it to be over yet. It's some, it's some real shit, man. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, damn, like holy fuck! I thought this was supposed to be like funny, which it is funny, but it's like, it's very enlightening um, to like certain topics you know word yeah you you uh you listen to any podcasts or have you been reading any books or anything like that that you want to put people on to 
podcast. Obviously, the Sure Thing podcast is good. I don't. I'm not a big podcast person. Like, okay. Um, unless I can like see video with it, but books I can recommend you read. Well, the Holy Bible is the first book that pops up. I don't know why I was drunk last night. Uh, I'm actually listening to Outliers by right now by Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Oh, that yeah, is I've a read good that one. a couple of times. That's a good book right, right there. there. Uh, what's another book I'm reading? The Allegory of the Cave is. I need to finish this book that I was reading. Uh, and then Arthur, I got to finish that. Like, oh, that is a game. That is a game changer for me as well. Arthur is a good one. My problem is like I'm like I need to listen to the books. Like I'm not like I, it's hard for me to read. Yeah. Unless it's just so hard. So like I like to listen to books. Like like the power of now. I listen to that book and like it just mm-hmm. listening to it changed my whole life. You can just have it on in the background while you're doing anything. Like walking around NYC and all. Exactly. I'm well. I'm not a huge person to have headphones in when I'm walking. Like. Because mm-hmm. somebody told me a story one time, and I was like, fuck that. I'm never wearing headphones again. And they're like, yeah, like, just think about how if somebody walks up on you and you can't hear it. I'm like, dude, like, I don't need to be thinking about this. But I also like being aware of my surroundings and um, listen, <clears> like, <throat> just listening to all the sounds of New York is, is damn near music itself. So It is, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Man, I always tell this story. When I, was, when I first moved to New York, I was living between two hospitals on 25th Street, First Avenue. I was living between two hospitals, man. So it was just ambulances all day, all night. And at some point, it just became like a part of my routine hearing these fucking ambulances all day, all night. You know what I mean? Like, this is the sounds of New York. It's You live with it. You learn with it. Yeah, you kind of, over time, you, it just gets like, you just, your brain naturally tunes it out. And it's like, you see people who are not from New York and they come and like, how are you not reacting to those sounds? I was like, my brain has is, is been jailed to them. Like, I, I'm... <laughs> intertwined with the sounds of new york yeah yeah yo uh uh josh did you have anything new you wanted to plug to people anything you're watching uh listening to anything like that reading um i'm trying to get this book club back going man yeah i got i i'm working on one book called the four hour work week by tim ferris yeah yeah yeah. i read that and um yeah that's kind of changing my perspective on you know how how one kind of navigate you know this capitalist world and kind of come out on top without you know losing yourself yeah word. so yeah that's that's been my jam right now uh other than that just been reading about you know fitness stuff and exercise and how to best go about that so yeah that's my jam word i got my girl finally into anime and uh, right now we're watching black lagoon i don't know if either of you are familiar with that but that's my shit mm. uh yeah that's really all i got uh yo Thank you guys for doing the podcast today, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank AP, you, AP, you want... man. Yeah, thank you, AP. For sure. Do uh, you have anything you want to plug to the people? Me? Yeah. Oh, uh, to plug to the people. Uh, APTheAngel.com. Go check out my work. Uh, also, what else? If you haven't watched Hunter x Hunter, watch that. Uh, for sure. If you haven't seen Naruto out there, I don't know what you're doing. But if you're looking for a feel-good story, watch all of Naruto. It takes a long time, but fucking watch it. Um, and yeah. that's a, What else can I plug? I think that's about it. Um, <laughs> all right, word. Yeah, all good, all good. All good. All Shout good. out to yeah, all the homies yeah. out there, and that's about it, yeah. Yeah. Yo, Josh, tell the people where they can find you, as always. Yeah, guys, you can find me on Castillionaire everywhere. That's it. Word. Yo, um, 
Yeah, I think we're all good here, y'all. Uh, AP, thank you again, man. Thank you again for doing this. Thank you. It's been a good chat. Yo, thank for you. Sure, for sure. See you guys. No doubt, man. Stay well, stay healthy. All right, everybody. Peace. <laughs>